The business is the foundation for what's above ground, which is you. I didn't get into business just to you know, create an income. I got into business to have a better life. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. Before introducing today's guest, I have two questions for you. Why did you get into real estate in the first place? Now, if your answer was to avoid the nine to five and create a business with uncapped potential, you're not alone. My next question is this, are you living out the dream you initially set out for? Well, today we're joined by lifelong entrepreneur and business coach, Pete Moore. With over 28 years of business ownership experience himself, it's Pete's belief that business owners deserve to live the life that they want and spend the majority of their time working on their businesses rather than in them. Throughout our conversation, Pete shares his five P's of business, taking a deep dive into each to teach you how to transition from business operator to business owner. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Pete Moore. Our conversation was full of great actionable tips, and you can find much more information, including links to Pete's podcast, Business Owner Breakthrough, in the episode description. Yeah, the way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to a little, to, you know, to us a little bit, who you are, uh, where you're at in the world, and kind of a little bit of your uh, business background. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, first of all, thanks so much for having me, Michael. It's a real pleasure and I'm excited to have a chat with you here today. And yeah, my name's Pete Moore and I have been a lifelong entrepreneur and uh, really only ever worked for somebody for about six months on a full-time basis outside of having a variety of different other businesses. So uh, I used to be a realtor. I used to be a business broker. Uh, so I totally get the, everybody who's sort of listening to this podcast here today. And I used to help realtors as well. And one of my former businesses, I had a bathroom renovation company and we did bathtub refinishing, bathtub liners, acrylic wall systems. We sprayed everything that was an avocado tub to white. And we changed, you know, back in the day, it was everybody had honey oak cabinets and we spray their cabinets white and, you know, kitchen cabinets and counters and all that sort of stuff. So worked with a lot of realtors, a lot of property managers uh, for a long time. And so I've owned franchises, I've defranchised, I've owned independent businesses. For the last 12 years, we've owned a couple of shoe stores here in Ontario called Shootopia. And and, uh, and now I spend most of my time helping other business owners, sort of what I say, sort of cut through the chaos of running their businesses and turn some of their frustrations and into freedoms. You know, all those worries that you have, all the wants that you have when you become a business owner, how do we create wins out of them? And so I use some of, of course, my you know, 27 or eight years of, of uh, ownership, business ownership, along with a lot of different tools that I've accumulated over the ways, but having great conversations with super cool people and uh, just, uh, you know, um, trying to, we get into business, Mike, because, yeah. you know, we have this dream, right? And the dream is a better life. And it's like, if I'm going to work here, here's sort of the entrepreneurial thing, right? If I'm going to work 
maybe, you know, and entrepreneurism isn't for everybody, but for those, you know, it's kind of like, hmm, maybe I can create a better life for myself. And whether you're giving up a corporate job, whether you've been downsized, whether you're, you know, for whatever reason you became a realtor, doesn't really matter. But the idea when you made that switch, or if you are going to make that switch, the idea is if I become a realtor or when you became the realtor, you had this vision of a better life. And my philosophy is, you know, whether it's a realtor or any other business, you know, if you're not living that better life, then why be a business owner? So what does that better life look like? And sort of really understanding that, does it fit into your, if you're, you know, have a, have a significant other or kids or any of this other sort of stuff, you know, does it fit into the life that you want to live? Does it fit into your future plans? All of those things. So, so, so important. And, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with are typically have been at it for a while. You know, they're successful. Maybe they've got more dollars in the back pocket now. um, And that's great, but they're saying, Hmm, there's more to it than just a couple more dollars in the back pocket. It's like, I didn't get into business just to, you know, create an income. I got into business to have a better life. So, you know, let's start framing up that business. So then it becomes the support. The business then becomes the support for the life that you want to live. And think of it as a house foundation. The business is the foundation for what's above ground, which is you, right? And your family and your life and all the things that you want to do. But without that firm foundation, you can't live it. It just falls apart and all this stuff. And how are we shoring all that stuff up? So usually when I work with that sort of things, you know, it and and people in those situations, it, it sort of clicks around. I know we're going to chat probably a little bit about this sort of 5P framework. And, and that's sort of the culmination of uh, all of the time and all of the effort and different, you know, for those of you who are watching, I don't have a lot of hair left in my head. <laughs> I already pulled it out. So, you know, been been there, done that. And I know a lot of you listening to have, have gone through trials and tribulations. But the big thing with that stuff is what do we learn from it? And how do we move the ball ahead so that we are living a better life down the road? Right, right. And I think, you know, in, you know, not just the, uh, the real estate folks that you work with, but really all the, you know, the small entrepreneurs out there, I think the main, you know, it's one of those things you get into business for yourself, whether that be real estate, because you're, you're, you are tired of that nine to five, you want to have more control over your life. But then a lot of times what ends up happening is it kind of controls you. And so definitely want to talk to you about how to take back control of your life while building that successful, uh, business. Yeah. And, you know, um, it always starts with understanding what you want from your life. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every engagement, we re- really do sort of a half day uh, kickoff and really dig deep into why you got into business in the first place. Yeah. What are your wants? And usually I've created a one page planner, which is sort of a planning system, sort of you know, everybody has different planners out there, but, um, and I'm happy to, uh, we didn't talk about this, Michael, but, uh, I'm happy to share it with anybody here. It's free. And you can just go to simplifying entrepreneurship.com forward slash planner. But on that planner, really it, it, it starts off with what do you want out of your life and the six buckets of life, your mission, your purpose, sort of bucket, your health and your wealth, your relationships, your leisure time. Yeah. A lot of business owners don't think about their leisure time. (laughs) And it's like, one of the main problems that that people come to me with is I, I'm working 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. I don't have any time for myself, let alone like family time, but I certainly don't have any leisure time. 
Right. Well, what do you like to golf? Do you like to fish? Do you like to ski? Do you like to play hockey? Like, what do you like to do? And then some of them will say, well, I don't have any hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's think of, well, what, if you did have them, what would they be, you know, and think about those dreams, right? Because then we can start saying, okay, well, if you do want to carve out a half day a week to go ski, we're, we're recording this in the winter to go skiing, or if you, uh, you want to carve out a half day a week to go golfing or whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's one of those things that. If we don't plan these sort of things and we don't lay it out, we can never get the business in in shape to deliver it. Right. Right. And so I like to start and do you want to chat about the five P's, Michael? You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to talk about, you know, because I think that's really where, you know, these five P's, yeah. you know, that's really these actionable items that our listeners sure. are going to be able to put into place. So yeah, definitely talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, once you, once you kind of understand this, uh, you know, your health, your wealth, your mission, your purpose, all of those things, what you want to do with your time, Mm -hmm. that's step one. And a lot of people haven't done that exercise for a very, very long time. So got to go back, negotiate through all that, you know, craft it out, list it out so that you're very, very clear because clarity creates confidence. Right. And so now once we have that, then we're going to start building the business underneath it, right? So, and the business underneath it, I've got this uh, this sort of framework as we talked about the five Ps and the five Ps will give them to you quickly and then we can dig into them a little bit. But essentially it starts by understanding your promise and then aligning your products, your process and your people to that promise so that you can obtain the right amount of profit. And, you know, um, to to kick it off with the promise, you know, everybody says, oh, isn't that the mission and the vision and all that kind of stuff, you know, and it kind of is. And I like to do mission and guiding principles workshops and everything with my clients as well. But I look at vision and mission as sort of internal stuff, right? Internal for the business. I look at the promise as your external. It's what are you telling your clients that, you know, the, the, I I put it in three easy sort of ways to think about it. What's their problem? Number one. Two, how do you uniquely solve it? Different from all of your competitors. Three, so that they can live a better life. We've already talked a little bit about a better life because in coaching, that's what I'm hoping to do with all of my clients is deliver them a better life, right? But everybody buys a better life. That's when they actually will sign the check when they can vision the better life, right? So that's not necessarily mission. Mission for you is, is as a business owner, is typically, what am I going to do? It's my marching orders that I'm going to do in order to you know, obte- obtain as much as I can out of my vision, right? And that's sort of inside stuff. Yeah. yeah this, definitely. the promise, is outside stuff, right? So at right. Utopia, we have shoe stores, so our, I'll just use our example there. It's to because everybody sort of uh, can affiliate easily with shoes. Um, our, our, we've narrowed it down to four words, which is we want our customers to look great and feel fantastic. Look great and feel fantastic. So that's all over everything that we do, right? We've taken that down into another model and the model's down to nine letters, which is what does it mean to look great and feel fantastic? Well, here's what it means. It means when you stand in the mirror with your new pair of shoes on, you go, ooh, I look pretty good, right? <laughs> so three letters, O-O-H, ooh, I look pretty good. And then you then you close your eyes with those shoes on. You go, 
ah, those feel fantastic. So I got the ah, I got the ooh and the ah, and then we have aha, which is I finally found a pair that actually looks great and feels fantastic. Like I love Shootopia, right? Because usually most people say if it looks great, it doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't, you know, yeah. And right. so that's how we're putting that promise together, right? And when we put that promise together in that sort of way, then we can create all sorts of things around that. So we're making sure P number two is product, mm -hmm. making sure that all of the products that we bring into our store align with that. So if you came into Shootopia today and you were looking, um, you know, not, not necessarily you, Michael, but maybe, uh, you know, your wife or whatever the case is, uh, your significant other was looking for a six inch pair of, um, you know, dress heels. They would not find those at Shootopia because it's more often than not, they look great, but they don't feel fantastic. So it doesn't necessarily align with sort of our promise to our clients, right? So if you came in looking for a great pair of running shoes, walking shoes, hiking shoes, you know, kicks that you're going to wear every day, that's our that's our, our our thing, right? And so understanding how you, and if we take it back into the realtor side of things, like, are you a listing agent? Are you like, what, what kind of listing agent are you? And all of these different things as you're driving down into understand the product for your promise. If your promise mm -hmm. is around being a listing agent, then you want to really be marketing and doing everything around all of that. So your services and products all have to align with that promise. Whatever that promise is, it's uniquely different. Um, and those products that you offer in there, right? And then we move from products and services to process. Well, what is the process that takes that customer from the problem that they have to their better life. And if you think of it, it's like, okay, first of all, I'm going to sell my home or I'm going to buy a home, right? And so now what? Well, what's the search that's going to get them to you? What's all of the different things that gets there when they when they get to you, when they open your door, whether that's that door is on your website or whether that door is at your office, when they open the door, what's the experience? How is it different than anybody else? How are you taking them through? How are you showing them that your products and services will take them through to the better life, which is either I want to own the home of my dreams or I want to sell the one that I have, right? And so that's the process. And you, if you think a process, oh my gosh, this is where a lot of business owners get overwhelmed, right? And it's like, well, I, I don't know where to start. Well, you start with the low-hanging fruit. You start with something nice and simple. And then as that works for you, it becomes more and more and more and through time. And yes, does it take time to set up all your process? You're hiring, you're firing, you're training, you're all of the different things if you run you know, an agency. Uh, and even if you're on your own, all of the different processes, like how do you return emails? How do you return phone calls? When are you making appointments? How are you booking appointments? When are you available? When are you not available? All these different things. Getting your thoughts around that and setting that up is vital to allowing you to live the life that you live because you can't delegate poor process because you'll never get the result that you want. Right. Yeah. And it isn't until you start delegating, and that's the fourth P, people that uh, allow you to be more free. Because outside, outside of that, it's you and you're doing everything, right? So whether you're delegating to an... Um, 
offshore admin assistant or whether you're delegating to a marketing company locally or whether you're delegating to another agent to run the open house this uh, Saturday, whatever the case is, the delegation has to be done with clear and concise process involved or else you don't get the result, right? Right. And so yeah. when I when I look at people, I split out the people portion in three different ways. One is, who's your ideal client? So who's going to be most likely to you know, want the promise that you're offering, understand your products and process, and so that you can take them through? Like You want that to be an easy sort of layout, right? So your ideal client, and most people kind of get that idea, who's my ideal client? Here are two that aren't as often looked at. One is, who are your ideal teammates? Like, yeah. if you do have a team, who who's the best ever person you've ever worked with on your team now or in the past? Who's the worst ever? And I can venture to say that you probably know their names, <laughs> right? Absolutely. So on the top yes. of the list, it's like, write you know, the name. It's like Jim was the best ever and John was the worst ever. And all the qualities that they had list them down. So now I'm starting to understand what I'm looking for and what I'm not looking for. I can create and craft all of the marketing around hiring and who, you know the job posts that I'm going to put out. And I can start cre creating all of those things around our guiding principles and key characteristics and all the things, how we want our business to run internally. <laughs> right. And so understanding who that ideal teammate is, is vital to being able to assign accountability down the road, right? Right. And the third one is your ideal outsource supplier. So anybody else that helps deliver your promise. So think about maybe your sign company. You know, if if you promised that the sign would be on the front lawn on Friday and it doesn't get there till Monday, you probably have an unhappy customer because they're like, hey, we missed the weekend, right? And we wanted to get listed on Friday and the sign guy didn't even deliver till Monday. <sighs> Not so great, right? right? So all of these different things, you know, your bookkeeper, your marketing agent, and anybody who's helping you deliver part of your promise is your supplier. And they have to be in alignment with your promise. They have to know what your promise is so they can help you deliver it. Have you talked to them about that? Like, I, I am this kind of agent and this is what we're looking for and being very clear in the process of those kind of things so that they can actually live up to expectations because most of the time your teammates and your suppliers want to make you happy. But if you don't tell them what the expectations are, <laughs> then they're just going to do it the way they're going to do it, right? Right, right, definitely. So a lot to unpack there with the five Ps, right? There, I mean, yeah. and especially, you know, um, I think, you know, for somebody that's listening, that's an agent that's listening, you know, it, I think it can be sometimes hard to wrap your head around, you know, what is the promise and the product when a lot of times that can change a little bit depending on the customer, you know, or the client that's working with them. Because they're not just going to say, I'm not going to take your business if you are a buyer or you're in this neighborhood, but you can definitely still you know, set up those different promises and, and products for them, depending yeah. on where they're coming, you know, what, for sure, you know, storefront they're coming into for yeah. back, lack of a better word. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think all of those things, when I, when I say, you know, at Utopia, we have a promise, which is that's sort of our overall promise, but we have different promises within as well, Michael, you know, and I do at simplifying entrepreneurship, right? Like one of my promises at, at sim simplifying entrepreneurship is this, you know, decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of your business. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to help you make that happen. Right? right. So let's get through the process. Let's get through the people. Let's get through the accountability of that so we can relieve you of some of the things that are most, you know, give you the most frustration. Right. So that's one of the promises. And I mean, you can you can expand them out and, and make sort of uh, elevator pitches around them and all of that <laughs> kind of stuff. And that's sort of the marketing weaves that we put on things. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you need to have the clarity of what the deliverable is and what the problem is and what your unique solution is to take them through. Right. Right. Absolutely. And if a realist, I mean, at the end of the day, the promise that it should be, you were either, you know, buying your house or your dreams or selling your home with as little as stress as possible. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what you're trying to do for your clients. And so I, you know, I really like that idea of just kind of taking the time on the front end and, really kind of putting that down so that you know, and everybody else that's on your team or working for you understand that at the end of the day, our goal is to take care of these clients. Yeah. And you know what, as much as you think that that sounds basic, let's say, and I'm talking to you, the listener, um, people sometimes need to be slapped in the face with what the promise is, right. even though that's the promise, right? Like, it's like, you just need to tell them again. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell them, Hey, listen, you know what? We, we're going to get you in the house of your dreams. Cause, and, and that's a confirmation too. Right. So when we look at all of these different things, how are you telling them that? And there's so many different ways of telling them, you know, you can tell them orally, you can tell them by video, you can tell them, you know, in written format, all of these different ways, because people learn differently and absorb mm -hmm. information differently. And if you're a video only type person, then you should be thinking about your blog. If you're a blog only person, you should be thinking about your video. You should be thinking about creating a podcast. You should be thinking about these different alternatives to um, connecting with your ideal client. Those, you know, that, that fourth P of people, because once you get through all those, the fifth P is profit. And until mm -hmm. you get to that point, you can't truly enjoy some of those freedoms that we talked about, the reasons you got into business in the first place. Okay. And when you get, when you do get to that level of profit and you have those first four really sort of honed out a little bit, right? And, we're, and you know what? There's no perfect process. We're always working on them and perfecting them. But ultimately, you know, when you get the bulk of it done and the profit starts coming, then that's where you can be creative again as an entrepreneur. Because part of being an entrepreneur is being creative too, right? We like those creative juices. Most of us are sort of visionary in, in nature and that sort of stuff. And it's like, hmm, how can I be creative? Well, now that I've got this, well, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to own some rental properties? Do I want to start another little sideline? Do I want to maybe um, open another office uh, down the road? W whatever those things are uniquely yours, but you can't really start dreaming about that stuff and being creative until that fifth P is present. Present. Right. Absolutely. I want to touch on uh, the process P yeah. because that, I think that is one that, and you, you said it earlier that it's one of those that you can't teach poor process, Yeah, you know, you because it's going to fail. Yeah. Um, how important is it to really, to create those, 
you know, those standard operating procedures, even if you are a sole entrepreneur, you're doing everything by yourself, but to really have all that written down to where when it does come time, you can pass off that playbook. Yeah. It's incredibly vital that you do this stuff. And, um, what we've, what we do more often than write it down in a playbook these days is do a video of it. You know, um, so we we use uh, a tool called and I recommend this tool for every realtor out there because there's so many ways to use it. It's called Loom, L-O-O-M, you know, like we're on Zoom here recording this one today, but (laughs) it's called Loom. And with Loom, you can literally, you know, show your screen, go through everything and you can. and, And for me on a coaching side of things, which is what you can do from a realtor side of things, too, is you could literally pull up a contract or you could pull up anything sort of on the screen of your of your um uh, computer and literally go through it for your clients in an asynchronous manner and then send them the email, right? So an asynchronous means they don't have to be there if you don't know what asynchronous means. So from from that side of things, it's like, I can actually pull up this contract and I could say, oh, these are the three things we need to be looking at here on this deal that we're talking about in this negotiation. I want you to read these three paragraphs as the contract's right in front of them and you're talking this out to them, even though they're not there. And then you're sending them the video in descriptive like that. So it's very, every tone is caught which mm-hmm. I love as opposed to written right. stuff. So you catch the tone, you catch everything that's on the screen. So it's a really great learning tool. And it's not so daunting for most people. Most people think, ah, I don't want to spend two hours writing all this process and three pages of documentation. We'll just do a video and use another little tour, tool like Otter or any transcription service to actually mm-hmm. transcribe it. And it'll be transcribed you know, 80% good. And all you have to do is tweak it out. And then you have the video version and you've got the written version. And that's all you need really to get things rolling. It doesn't have to be polished and super clean. It just has to go in a drive like G drive or, you know, Dropbox or one of those drives where anybody who needs to access it can access it when they need it. And so some of those simple processes take down the barriers of saying, ah, I need a book that's about 842 pages long that nobody's going to read. And that when I give it to somebody, they throw it in their car and it collects dust in the trunk, right? Well, there are different ways of of doing this stuff now. So, you know, a lot of that uh, great process tools and process management. And I'll tell you one other thing around process. And it's for one of my coaches, Michael, and his name is Ari Mizell, And he's written all kinds of books on process. He's known as one of the most productive men in the world. Uh, super interesting guy. But he's got this process called OAO. And what does OAO mean? It means any process you should optimize, automate, and outsource. So if something's done more than three times, you should optimize that process, right? Like I said, it's got to be, it's got to be right or else you can't, you know, the next thing you should do is if you can automate it, automate it through lots of tools like Zapier or if then that, or you can automate all kinds of stuff just in Gmail, right? Or Mm -hmm. if you use Outlook in, in Outlook filters and different things like that. So lots of little automation tools. And the next one is outsource. So if if it can't be automated, if it does need human touch, then we go to outsource. But if you can automate it first, why would you go to outsource, right? right. So let's optimize it so that the process is perfect or near perfect. We're, we're getting consistent mm-hmm. results. Automate it as much as we can. And then if we can't automate it, or we can automate part of it, what parts of it need to be outsourced? And when you think about outsourcing, you could think about 
literally outsourcing to somebody outside of your organization or even outsource within your organization to another person other than you so that it's taking that that um, accountability off of your plate as the leader. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I highly recommend the Loom videos. That's what we do. And yeah. it is so easy to do, even on, you know, if we're working with a graphics designer, rather yeah. than having to mark things up, I just do a video. So exactly what I'm looking for. Um, it's great. And, you know, you can create a little, a, a living document where it's searchable. You can search, yeah. you know, what's that process and boom, there's the link to the video or the, you know, it's fantastic. Well, we, and we highly recommend the uh, loom videos. Yeah, we do too. And I mean, if you're, I know, uh, I think you said anyway, Michael, you're a Slack user. I mean, you mm -hmm. can yeah. pop stuff onto Slack and let you know when people have looked at them and all, I mean, there's just, there's so many process things that can take away the frustration yeah. with very little understanding of even some of these apps. They're so user-friendly. Yeah, absolutely. The great thing, Slack too, if you throw a video up there now, they it automatically transcribes it also now I know. for you, which is great. You know, it's fantastic. But, um, you know, talking about the, the five Ps and doing this and how often do you suggest going back and, you know, like reevaluating them and then also, you know, tweaking them for your current market or maybe even yeah. business changes that come up? So um, we have a meeting rhythm that we use with, and I suggest to most of my clients, we use it at Utopia, but most of my clients have started using different meeting rhythms that, that we use too. And it depends if you're virtual or if you're in person or how big your team is and stuff like that. But I'll just kind of use um, one that we use. So we get together, uh, we used to get together every quarter and do a quarterly offsite one day, you know, um, and that was sort of our planning meetings, let's call it. Right. And then we'd meet every week for one hour and like the management team and I, and then we would meet every week for one hour and kind of, that would either be on zoom or live, but, uh, and go through stuff. And then we also do a daily and the daily is on Voxer, which is another app that we like to use. And Voxer is a voice app. Uh, and it, the nice thing about it is it keeps it as its own unique channel so that we're not, um, you know, interfering with text messages and all this other stuff. And it's, it's our, it's our channel for, um, for the, for the business. And from that perspective, every, and it's asynchronous too. So everybody just sends their Vox, but so it starts with these quarterlies if you like to do quarterlies we have changed that to once a month and half days which we prefer so when you said how often do we go through our five p's we go through our five p's pretty much every meeting so because it's that important the promise needs to lead the charge every decision is yeah. based on the promise right so it needs to be brought up sort of every meeting this is what we do this is why we do it this is what we want to get better at this is how we want to help more of our clients and then the next piece is Okay, let's let's align our product. So on on simplifying entrepreneurship, I've just rebranded my podcast to instead of simplifying entrepreneurship to business owner breakthrough. And that was sort of when I'm looking at the products, it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to change that product around, which is a deliverable for for simplifying entrepreneurship. And uh, you know, we've changed around the way we do the podcast and we rebranded it, right? So that was a product discussion. Process, well, there was lots of process involved in that discussion too, right? And how we're going to change that and part of it's going to change and we're not going to do different um, social and, and things. Mm -hmm. And then people, well, who's going to be assigned to it now? And just think like mm -hmm. on your team, we uh, at Utopia, our other business, we're hiring right now. So the people portion, 
we're talking about who do we want and do we need to change a bit of our process and our hiring procedure? Because last time, maybe we didn't get the person we wanted. So what do we need to tweak? That's a process. So we literally talk about the five P's in that order. And then we talk about our profit. What, where are we? Where do we want to be? Let's align our goals. This, we have goals. So, you know, and, and are we making what we need to do? And if we aren't, then we go back to those other things in alignment and say, well, hmm, what do we need to tweak out here? Like, right. And so, oh, we maybe should get a hold of our marketing guy and send out more Google ads or whatever the case is, because everything isn't maybe quite where it needs to be. So how often do we talk about them? We talk about them every time we get together. Right, right. I think that's Just in different you- ways, right? Right. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, right, we're not going through everything, you know, verbatim, but it, it's, it's always there like that, you know, it those is. five pieces are kind of always part of your business. And I'd say we do a deeper dive twice a year, you know, yeah. like not even quarterly, like we'll literally do a deeper dive maybe twice a year. We did it this, this month because it's the turn of the year and we generally do it about half, halfway through as well. And I mean, whatever your rhythm is, is fine. The idea is that it just needs to be done. Right. Right. And it, it, not just done, but really bought into, because I don't know how yeah. many, you know, you see so many companies and they have those, you know, you have those things kind of written down or you yeah. maybe take a three day meeting once a, yeah. you know over a year and then it's put in a shelf and forgot about. Yeah. So we, everything we really do revolves around living those. Right. And our marketing revolves around it. Our, you know, podcast revolves around it. I mean, everything that my podcast right now, the the business owner breakthrough, really what we're doing to kick it off is each one of the first episodes is one of the piece, right? Like it has to be in alignment, right? So these kind of things, you know, if they aren't in alignment, that's where your ideal customer gets confused. They're like, Hmm, this doesn't seem to add up. Right. And here's another tricky one that I hear a lot of people say, well, we've always done it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, just yeah. because you've always done it that way doesn't mean that's the way to move ahead, right? So yeah. when you have more clear, so you might have to change your promise if things aren't working the way they once did. You might have to tweak that a little bit. You might have to maneuver it, massage it. And when you do that, it's like, oh, well, we used to have this service and it doesn't really align with our promise anymore. So maybe that's got to go. And maybe we need to look at other products and services to bring in. And that's your job as the leader of the business. You got to have sort of this never ending thirst for finding out what's new and exciting and what can help you deliver your promise. Kind of like we use that example of Loom. It's like, oh, I saw Loom and it's like, woo, that is such a cool (laughs) tool. One of the ones that I'm loving these days is ChatGPT. Like love ChatGPT, such an interesting tool that will help me move what I want to do ahead. So, you know, whether it's a tool and automation, whether it's a person, whether it's a program, all of these things, you need to be always on the lookout because that's the way you move ahead. Other than that, your competitors move ahead before you do. And you don't want that. Right. Absolutely. So we spent a lot of time on the five P's, but I do want to touch on this new framework that you you mentioned before we started work. And I want to get into that a little bit. So uh, tell me a bit. Yeah. So I'm playing around uh, these days and I'm always creating new stuff and having fun. And, and um, I thought, you know, it's my, whether you, whether you agree with this take or not, it's my opinion that 
um, sort of formal schooling is losing its luster. And uh, I mean, I do have letters behind my name, but ultimately I don't even post them. Uh, but yeah. sort of, I, I like to play around with these ideas of different letters behind your name. And as a business owner, I said, you know what, maybe 2023 should be the year that you get your MBO, not your MBA, your MBO, which is your mastery in business ownership. What are you doing to in, to be a better business owner? And what are you learning? And what are you, all of these different things so that you can create at the end of the year, spend 12 months and, and, and earn your fictitious MBO. But it's this idea that you have a plan to advance your business ownership mastery, right? And mm -hmm. under that, which kind of aligns with the five Ps here today, I've created the CPA, which most people think of as, you know, chartered professional accountant, or depending on where you are, um, they have different uh, alignments for it. But my CPA for the MBO is this, become a, mass, uh, become a master at communication, process, and accountability. And that's where most businesses fail. You know, it's, we talked a lot about process here today and as the middle P of the five P's, we didn't talk about communication that much, a little bit with our meeting structures and stuff like that, but how are you becoming a better communicator? Like we talked about loom, you know, that's mm -hmm. a good way to change your communication. We talk about um, Slack or whether it's Voxer or any of these different things, but how are you structurally becoming a better communicator? Are you taking any courses? Are you learning these different ways and tools, right? The process piece, I think we covered pretty good. And then the right. last piece is accountability. Well, once you have that process in place and you have started to OAO it, as we talked about from Ari Mizell, then who are you going to assign accountability to? And you know, I love the concept that Gina Wickman came out with years ago when he wrote the book Traction around having an accountability chart as opposed to an organizational chart. If you looked at it on paper, it looks the same. But when you use the terminology of accountability chart, it changes things. Everybody kind of understands that the VP of marketing is, is accountable for marketing. But are they or is that just a title? The difference that I'm talking about from a small business perspective is don't give a title without giving accountability. And accountability means that they own it, right? So I'll, I'll flip it back into my shoe stores, for example. Um, if, if I happen to be at my shoe store and somebody comes in walking in with a return for a pair of shoes, um, I'm not the best person to talk to because I've got team that actually will get you serviced way faster than me in much more efficient way. And if they have a question, they usually won't come to me for the answer. They'll actually go to the store manager for the answer because it's the store manager's accountability before it gets to me. Right? right. So when you look at the way the flow of the accountability, your customers want to be dealt with at the lowest possible level of the business, which is one of the promises that we talked about. Right. They don't want to have to wait for it to go through three people and then, oh, the owner isn't here. I got to call the owner and we'll get back to you. And, you know, let's I'll, I'll have an answer for you by next Friday. Nobody wants that kind of experience. Right. So how do you have your process? So I don't have to worry about um returns at the shoe store because we have a process in place 
Our team knows the process. And if there's any sort of little bit thing that's a little bit out of the normal, well, typically they're they're empowered to make the decision based on the promise of look great and feel fantastic. And if it means we need to take the return we normally wouldn't take and it's going to make them feel fantastic, then that's a probably a good decision to make. Yeah. Right? So you can see how all those things align. But if you if you're giving accountability in name and not actual meaning, then I encourage you to look at that because some people want a title because they want a title. And I'm not really a big believer in that sort of uh, philosophy. If you get a title, there's accountabilities attached to it. And as business leaders, that's what we need to manage to, right? right. We need to manage the accountabilities there. And if they have issues with their accountabilities, they're going to come to us. But the people that they're working with shouldn't bypass that person because I will reflect that back down the accountability and say, have you talked to the store manager yet? You know, because if you haven't, you're talking to the wrong person and I'm only doing the favor, not the favor, but it's, it's really the reality of, of even saying this isn't my accountability, but at the same time, if you bypass the store manager in that sort of situation, then she's out of the loop. And she doesn't know what's going on. And that's not really what you want either, right? Like everybody needs to be in the right communication, the first C. Mm. So there's a system to do that kind of work. And it's broken in a lot of small businesses, Michael. It really is. It's broken. Yeah. Right. And I think you touched on it right there at the end is, you know, is really communicating those expectations and those, you know, those chains of command And, and, in a small, you know, real estate business, there's a lot of people that wear a lot of different hats, but you sure. still have to have somebody that owns each individual. You got thing. it. You yeah. know, and and when you look at that, uh, if you look at uh, an accountability chart, here's where confusion happens. When you have two people in the same box. Yeah. So if you have marketing and it's like Jim and Jane are both in charge of marketing, that's a confusion point because nobody knows who's in charge of marketing. Jim can be in three different boxes. He could be in charge of marketing and listings and whatever, you know, the different boxes, but you can't have two people in one box because that's confusing. So yeah. when you when you look at that sort of structure, then nobody's truly accountable. Who, which one of the two is truly the decision? At the Like if it gets down to the end, who makes the call? That's how you have to look at this stuff, right? And if you need to split that out and create a second box because you know, uh, John is part of it and Jim is part of it then, but John's maybe not the ultimate authority figure on this thing, then it's a different box, right? And so when you look at your accountability chart, whether it's three people or whether it's 30 people, you could still have 40 boxes there and those three people are spread in all like, but, but ultimately these are different accountabilities that need to happen every day, right? And as your business grows and as you can afford to hire other people, you'll hire the next person and they may go into four of those boxes. Right. And take four off of you. Well, that's good. Right. And then, you know, we're growing knowing that this is the accountability chart that we envision in the future. Right now, I'm sitting in a lot of these boxes and so are these other two people. But as we can afford with our profit, the fifth P, to hire that next person, now we can start laying this out and we can making sure that the process is right. We can hand off the authority so that we have the accountability, right? And so understanding sort of this idea of becoming a master business owner and understanding that your CPA is where to start, 
better communication, better process, and better accountability, aligning in some of those guiding principles like the five Ps. You can see how all of this stuff works together in a strategic way that will enable you to have a better business and a better life. Because that's why it started when we started the conversation right. about like, what do you want out of this? Because if you don't have ultimate clarity of what you want out of it, all of this work is kind of almost right. silliness. Like why do all of this work if you don't really have that clear vision, right? Right. Absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. And I mean, there's so many actionable items that anybody listening to this could go home and, you know, and start putting into place right away. But, you know, and you've talked about it, but I think a lot of it comes down to is that it has to be a present part of your business every single day. You can't just put it in a jar and put it on the shelf behind you and say, we're going to open it up once a year. No, you can't. And and your team doesn't want that either. The the right decisions won't be made if that's what's happening, right? So, yeah, no, it's 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 such an important piece. Um, most business owners don't work enough on this sort of stuff. They don't they don't allot themselves the right amount of time. They don't give them you know. Here's here's the here's the takeaway, Michael. Schedule yourself some time to do this work. Put it in your calendar right now, whether you use Google Calendar or whatever calendar system you guys use, put it in your calendar right now to say, I am going to, if you're not doing this work now, start off by saying, I am going to block myself off two hours a month and whatever, it doesn't matter when, Monday morning, Friday afternoon, whatever time you think you can accommodate. I personally think it's better to do this work in the morning before the... Mm -hmm all the phone calls and emails and everything kind of come in, but, you know, book yourself off a couple hours so you can do a deep dive into some of this stuff because the deeper you get, the better it will be. And I really think that, you know, coming up with these sort of things and thinking around the five P's, thinking about what you're going to do to earn your MBO this year and and thinking about how you're going to lay out that CPA. These things are things that um, you need to do consecutively every month, every quarter, as much as you possibly can give time to that is going to really give clarity to not only to you, but to all of your people in your sphere of influence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much. And where are some of the places that people can hear more from you and get, and, you know, get more of this, uh, this great stuff from? Thanks so much, Michael. And and I really enjoyed our conversation and thanks for having me. Uh, Best way to go. Just go over to you know Google search. Everybody's a Google fan these days, but Google search simplifying entrepreneurship. I know it's long, but uh, you'll find me there. Um, my podcast, even though we've been rebranded over to Business Owner Breakthrough, you'll still find the links and RSS feeds there. And um, I hang out most of the time on LinkedIn. So you feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn at Pete Moore, M-O-H-R is my last name. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have links to all that right there in the uh, episode description for people to find. Awesome. But, uh... Thank you again so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks, Michael. Make it a great day. I really want to thank Pete for taking the time to speak with me today and sharing his framework for business success. Remember to check out the episode description where you'll find links to all things simplifying entrepreneurship. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or a tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.